Zish Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with your host, food writer and critic for Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen, and me, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. It is coming close to the holidays in a year that we all like to forget, but hopefully we'll uh, help you with some uh, ideas from Milwaukee Magazine's Holiday Handbook, what Ann will talk about in the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine, and uh, the continuation of my food adventures uh, from last week. Also, some news about egg and flour kind of expanding. Sabor Tropical also expanding into Story Hill. We're going to talk about a, a gentleman, um, Sap Sap, uh, launching a new product that is not far. Let's talk about um, Milwaukee Magazine's Holiday Handbook. Yeah, that's our, our December cover story, Holiday Handbook, because, you know, people are at home for the holidays, truly at home for the holidays this they year. They should be. Yeah, they should be. So we put together like 50 ways. This is our tagline, 50 ways to eat, drink, and be merry all the way to the end of this strange year. So we have everything from holiday films or films that you didn't maybe realize were holiday classics that are kind of off the radar. Like Die Hard. We did not put Die Hard on here, but somebody, somebody brought it up. Somebody posted on our Facebook and said, what about Die Hard? Which is actually pretty funny. Um you know, different ways that you can like make DIY uh, holiday gifts. And um, we actually have this kind of funny, um, these little houses made out of graham crackers. You know, people make gingerbread houses during the holidays, but man, yep. it's so much work. So mm. we have like a much easier way of doing it. And I also, this is a story that I edited. Um, I also put together five different holiday cookie recipes that I think you really need to make this season. And these are easy enough that if you don't normally make cookies, you can easily whip these together. They're not going to take any, um, you know, you can get all the the ingredients very easily at your grocery store. And um, the instructions are really simple. Um, Recipes are all on our website. Uh, But, you know, for instance, I know people get kind of freaked out when they think of cutout cookies, you know, the rolled sugar cookies that you, you know, make different shapes Mm -hmm. like stars and trees and things like that. Um, Not that difficult. And I've got a recipe for some dough that's not very sticky so that it's easy to roll out. And uh, you can definitely get these together and and decorate them and have some festive rolled out cookies. I've got jammy thumbprints, pecan tassies. Mm. I also have... um, these chocolate crinkles that are incredibly addictive. I know that because I've been, t- I, I tested all these recipes and guess who is eating all the cookies? Well, me. And then uh, I also have kind of a twist on the magic cookie bars, which um, are kind of also known as seven layer bars. You know, those cookies where you have like a like gray, coconut. Yeah. Graham cracker yeah. crust. You've got coconut, Chocolate chips. Sometimes you can you can also put in other kinds of chocolate or other kinds of chips like butterscotch chips or peanut butter chips if you want to do that. Um, pecans again. It has a um, it has a layer of uh, sweetened condensed milk, and they're just so good, so good, and again, so easy to make. So that is all included in this cover story, Home for the Holidays, which is otherwise known as the Holiday Handbook. 
did you make the cookies you said i did i did and you dropped off how many to me this time around you know i dropped off dozens for you i'm i'm wondering if those you know those package bandits that they talk about those people that just pick up these you know pick up people's packages and take them i wonder if that happened the only bandit i know is named Anne. so (laughs) once again you have let me down but anyway (laughs) <laughs> Sorry about that, Tariq. You, you can check it all, that, all that out at Milwaukee Magazine's website. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation with uh, my uh, uh, extensive food adventures that I just started picking up again, um, dealing with the isolation of uh, what this is 2020. We also have some news about Sabor Tropical uh, opening up and expanding to Story Hill. And then Sap Sap, known for their amazing pho, is getting into another type of business. That's all coming up on This Bites. Maybe you can't get comfy pajamas for your whole block or bake cookies for the entire neighborhood, but you can give the community a gift this holiday season. When you donate to Radio Milwaukee, you provide connection, culture, and important local resources for thousands of listeners. You can bring neighbors closer through music and stories with a gift today. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart to give. We're back. This Bites, the longest-running Milwaukee culinary podcast going on five years now. And Tariq. And uh, we're going to continue our conversation. Like, last week, I, I got... I started talking about, like, my recent food. Like, I cook a lot. Normally, I do. But for some reason, I have been on a rampage, to say it lightly. And I think it has something to do with winter and isolation and being alone and not having family nowhere nearby. Right. Like, I feel like Wisconsinites are lucky because all their family's here, right? Like, they're close, they have friends they went to school with. But imagine being a transplant with no family during a pandemic. It's kind of tough. I'm going to be frank, it's tough. Mm -hmm. I doubled down in the kitchen and ways to cope with the isolation. So you might have noticed my Instagram and Facebook that I've been cooking up a storm, doing stuff that I would normally not do during a pandemic, Mm -hmm. Uh, like making bagels, uh, making Hananese chicken rice dish. Um, like this past week, I made uh, homemade Chinese noodles with a, like a really interesting sauce of like you take basically. So I made the noodles. Here's a secret I learned. I'm like, I'm learning the science of flour, Anne. So yeah. I'm learning like, you know, the types of flour is based on proteins. If you, what depends on what kind of texture you want, you use that particular flour, right? Yeah. Like I have a, I ordered some double O, double zero flour that people use for pizza crusts um, and pasta. Uh, and I have bread flour and I have regular flour. And it's really, if you want a chewy noodle, you use bread flour, right? Okay. So I learned about that. So I made Chinese noodles. I hand rolled them, hand kneaded them, I hand cut them up. And then I boiled them for like two or three minutes, put them in a bowl, and then I topped them off. It's just a simple kind of quick sauce. So you, you, Chop up fresh garlic and ginger. Um, and then I had some dry chikakis that I rehydrated, chopped them up in there, and then some scallions. And then you heat up some oil, like two tablespoons like canola oil to really hot. Then you also, don't forget, you put some chili chili flakes, chili powder. So I have some Shizuan chili powder flakes put on top of that. Oh, black vinegar. I got some amazing black vinegar, by the way. It's almost like balsamic in, in a way, like really, really rich flavor. And some, um, also ordered some smoked shoyu soy sauce. So it was like smoked sauce. 
So I put all that in the bowl. Then I took that hot oil and poured it right over all the aromatics so they got cooked. And then mm-hmm. I mixed it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. It was the chewiness, the, 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 the heat, the flavor, the vinegar. It was a simple, very simple dish. No meat. You know, it was a vegan dish. All Everything was vegan. Because mm-hmm. um, it's based in the noodles. There are no eggs in the noodles. It's just flour and water. Um, and it turned out amazing. So I made a noodle dish. <laughs> and then um, then I got more adventurous. I wanted to, I, like, I made my own burritos. So I made yeah. chicken burritos, marinated in a kind of chipotle sauce. I used some dried chilies. I let them seep in, a, in kind of hot boiling water for a while and with some shiitake mushrooms in there. Put that in a blender along with some um, canned chipotle and adobo sauce, lime juice and, and cilantro, all that kind of stuff. Blended that down to a puree um, and added some oil, kind of garlic-infused oil I made and uh, marinated the chicken thighs in that for like a couple hours. And I attempted to make my own tortillas. I kind of gave up. The tortillas were fine, mixed right, but I couldn't get the circular pattern. Oh, it kept okay, sure. And I realized what it was, the technique. So I watched like 20 YouTube videos on techniques of rolling. And I realized roller I have is meant for dumplings, so a little lighter roll. Didn't, couldn't, didn't really have that pressure. Right? Oh. So I ordered a bigger roller. So I'm going to try that again. I mean, I, I cooked them up. The tortilla is fine, but it's just the odd shape. So I, I had, I had a just in case I had bought a package, emergency package of uh, pre-made tortillas. So I mess them up. I made, I made like chipotle cilantro, lime rice. I did all that kind of stuff and all the cudamans, and I made a jalapeno salsa. Um, so I made the burritos. And then the other day, I made this. Uh, oh, it was a uh, yeah. The other day, I made a dish called crying tiger beef. So it was take a skirt steak, marinated with a hoisin sauce, fish sauce, brown sugar for about an hour. Then you prep this sauce, which consists of like fish sauce, lime juice, brown sugar, shallots, uh, garlic, um, and then this toasted rice powder, which I toasted some sushi rice. It got brown, and I pounded it into a powder. It became this really toasty flavor, and I mixed it in the sauce, which thickened up the sauce a bit, and I used that. For that dish. So yeah, I feel like the cooking has really has been like my coping mechanism deal with like being by yourself in, in a pandemic in a city that you have no yeah. close friends or really close family nearby. Um, and I know winter is going to be rough. So I've been buying all this kitchen stuff to to do stuff. And I, I recently bought a pasta roller and a cutter. So what I, I, what I did, what I'm going to uh-huh. do, I'm going to learn to make soba noodles. You remember where soba noodles are, right? Well, they're buckwheat, right? Which is not oh, really a flour yeah. I learned. It's like a berry or something. It's like it's not even a grain per se. <laughs> buckwheat, which I didn't even know. So I ordered a bunch yeah. of grains from Anson Mills. They have this like uh, heritage seeds kind of grains and really aromatic uh, grains and flours. Um, I usually order the grits from there, but I ordered some buckwheat flour. It's called Nahachi Sobakao. And it's a soba, a buckwheat flour mixed with a little bit of uh, wheat flour, um, which that's what you need. Those two combinations make good soba noodles. And so I plan to make soba noodles through traditional cold noodles with a special hmm. sauce, a mixture of sake, mirin, and soy, and other ingredients for dipping. So that's why I bought the roller for for that and other dishes. So um, I kind of went on Facebook and went to uh, I'm coming for you, Adam Powlick of uh, of, uh, of <laughs> egg and flour. Yeah, egg and flour. We got some news about, things, about him, by the way, coming up. 
But yeah, so I, I I ordered a bunch of stuff from Anson Mills. So I ordered their um, aromatic rice, their laurel aged Charleston gold rice. Um, I ordered some grits because I want to make some shrimp and grits. I think I'm going to make some shrimp and grits for uh, Christmas morning or something. Um, so, and I got my Izakaya cookbook. So I'm going through that, trying to find some small plates. I want to do small plates for Christmas for myself. So I want to do something. I don't know what yet. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'm not going to do anything fancy, like heavy. I want to do something light and flavorful. That makes sense. So that's my cooking adventures. Did we talk about one of my goals by the term in three? I have a three-year goal to open up a sake brewery. Did I tell you that? You have told me that, yeah. So I hit up the Sake Brewery Associate of North America to say, hey, I'm, I want to do this. I'll be the first uh, uh, black person to open a sake brewery, not only in the country, but in the world. Like, what steps do I need to do? So they came back to me a couple days later, like you should first step, you probably should take this course. It's a all January course. It's a sake professional course. And it's not cheap. I mean, it's not like tuition expensive, you know. It's like yeah. it's like PlayStation 5 expensive. So I, I I register for it. Uh I'm gonna it's every Saturday in January. After I take it, I can take the exam to kind of be certified sake professional. So I'm I'm doing that in January. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to pay for this, but I'm going to do it. Like the first step, I figure like it'd be nice to have a certificate. Just say, Hey, I have it. Um, there's also, I could be a sake samurai. This is like, it's a real thing. It's like, you, it's, it's not like a sommelier kind of sake. There, there's that, but a sake sam, a samurai is like an ambassador for sake. Hmm. They like, you know, sake, but they really champion. Uh-huh, it, right? uh-huh. They're like a sake champion, but that's actual, uh, a, a, a certification for that from Japan, sake samurai. So that's, those probably the, like kind of the milestones I'm going for before I actually start like get into the brewing process. I think. So. Huh. Yeah, I've been or- I've been ordering sake once, like spending money on sake, a lot of and sake, and just t- tasting it and and learning and about it. Trying to food. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I learned that sake really pairs better with food. Don't take this the wrong way, my wine friends out there. I like wine too, but it pairs better with food because you know acid. Wine has a lot of acid, and acid can affect flavors you put in your yeah. mouth, right? Sake does not have that much acid, so it really enhances the food instead of transforming the flavors. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Like I've had, like when I had the Hunanese chicken rice, or when I had the um, the noodles, it really kind of enhanced the flavors, brought out the flavors more with sake. Hmm. I think wine will usually could mask it or cover it up or kind of twist the flavors, good or bad. Um, but essentially, I was really learning about pairing sake and wine and the notes and all that kind of stuff. So it's really fascinating. Um, so there's this week's Tariq's Food Adventures Coping with Isolation edition on This Bites. I mean, I, I do that to an extent with baking, but I haven't been baking as much as you've been cooking. So, no. yeah, I mean, I think for me, you know, I do a lot of reading and that, you know, and I, I like to read fiction and I like to read fiction that's kind of escapist, you know, like fantasy or science fiction or something like that. Kind of like the way you like to play video games, right? I mean, it's kind mm-hmm. of an escape. That's, that's my way. One of my ways of co- coping, I think, is reading. Um, we did mention about Egg and Flour and Adam Pollock a minute ago. We have news about yeah. them. Um, of course, you probably heard that he's going to be on Hell's Kitchen. 
And but uh, he announced he is uh, opening a pizzeria in the Crossroad Collecta, where his uh, Egg and Flour original location is. Um, it's going to be called the Micro Pizzeria, as he calls it. Yeah, right, and it's. Um I think he's calling it E and F Pizzeria, so that's short for Egg and Flour Pizzeria, and uh, it's going to be in the the stall right next to Egg and Flour at Crossroads Collective. So um, that space has been empty for a while, so I think probably makes sense, you know, to open something in there. And um, it sounds like he's going to be doing pizzas by the slice, really massive ones. He said almost like a quarter of a、mm. pizza, and then. Oh, like New York style,、yeah. kind of like New York style pizza. Yeah, really yeah. huge ones, and also whole pizzas.、Um, and、mm. I think his ETA is in the next few weeks to roll it out. Okay, there's like not a lot of room out there, so I'm like, where's he doing all this? Like, kind of curious well, because it's it's a micro food hall. Yeah,、so. I mean they all share、um, a, a kitchen in in there, so.、Okay. All the different restaurants do, so there must be enough room, you know, for him to、okay. do that. Cool, cool. Speaking of pizzas, I I forgot Merriman Social. You know, they they have their little pizza pop up, but apparently they're doing a weekly、uh, pickup on a Detroit style pizza every Wednesday. You they you can pick it up. And they do pre-orders for this Detroit-style pizza at Merriman Social.、Bar. So just, that's、uh, kind of like that thick crust. It's rectangular. It's a rectangular pizza. Yeah. yeah.、Um, kind of a thick, not like not like a no, Chicago pizza. Yeah. Pizza, yeah. I think it's, but it's kind of like a, almost like that pizza. When I think of Rocky Rococo's、um, crust, I never. You never been to Rocky's. I'm not from here. Oh, that's true. <laughs> right. Like, like, look, look, like a place you take your kids to, and I'm not going to a place to eat pizza where kids sneeze. No, on stuff. no, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, that just that sounds really gross. So yeah, I could. Add, I, yeah, like, it just sounds like a place where kids spread germs and like. Yeah. No.、Anyway. Understood. Understood. But I've never been there. Like I hear people love it. Like it's nostalgia for them. Yeah, guess, it、right? is very、That's、much nostalgic for me too. Because that was something that we would do in high school. Let's go to Rockies.、Yeah. Cool. We had Pizza Inn growing up as a kid. I was like, they were like competitive to Pizza Hut, but they were like a better Pizza Inn. Pizza、uh, Inn in down、okay. south. They were a chain, not as big as Pizza Hut, but they were better. If that makes sense, they were like quality chain pizza. Of course, they're no longer around. I don't think. Yeah, they're they long、hmm. gone. Um, coming up, we got、uh, news about Sabor Tropical. They are planning to open a, a place in Story Hill, Caliente Latin Kitchen and Rum Bar. I like that last part, the rum、yeah. bar.、Uh, it's slated to open in mid-January, corner on Milwaukee at fifty-one oh eight West Blue Mound Road, in the former home of Fat Valdez. Yeah, Valdez. I think it's Valdez. Valdez Bar and Grill. And they promise to have、uh, a broad range of dishes from Latin American and the Caribbean, plus、uh, amazing selection of rum. Apparently, like over 200 rums.、Oh. They're, gonna, they're gonna have 20 mojito types, pina coladas.、Um, I'm all about the rums. I love rum. I think rum is underrated because people just think rum's terrible because all they had is Bacardi, yeah, right? Yeah.、Ooh. Right. So of course you're not gonna like rum. You just that's that's the level of quality you have in rum.、Um, but rum is very. Far as all the liquors, it's very, very. You can have different flavors of rum if it's done well, like Indian rum, Barbados rum. It's just, it depends what you make、yeah. it with, too. It's just amazing. 
uh, under underrepresented and underrated uh, liqueur. Um, and so you can also find dishes like empanadas and uh, birria and uh, mofongo, all kinds of stuff there. So um, that's happening in Story Hill. Definitely looking forward to that. Everybody, and, everybody's um, doing birria these days, you know? That's like the yeah. thing. You know, was it one time in time? It was uh, every year, it's some trend, right? It's a good trend. I'm not saying it's bad. It's good food. It's done yeah, well. No. Um, finally, Sap Sap. We're going to close out with some news about Sap Sap. We don't really talk about beer that much, but Sap Sap, best known from their like pop ups and pho and their skirt steaks and their jerky and their hot sauce. They're getting into the beer game. Yeah. Uh, they were, they were, they're planning to release a, a beer called Tum Fook Sticky Rice Lager. And they sold me at mm-hmm. Lager because, Damn. you know, People breweries, he's like, oh, I got, a, I got 18 IPAs with coffee and vinegar and blah blah blah. IPAs, let me pour some hops over you and like kill you with the hops <laughs> and make it so bitter that I have to like pull my nose and can't eat my food. Yeah. And lagers are underrated. They're they're refreshing. They're best. I love Asian lagers. I love uh, Mexican lagers. They are the best with yeah, food. I agree. I'm sorry. IPAs destroy food palates. Like you eat an IPA and you eat the food. You're like, oh, I can't taste anything. All I have is this hops in my mouth. But Alex at Sap Sap is doing it right with a sticky rice lager. Planned to uh, release in, in early 2021. So big up some of that. Um, in addition to his amazing pho and other dishes. He's expanding his, his business with products. Cool. So that wraps up this edition of This Bites. This Spice is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and generosity from our membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. Find us on iTunes, NPR, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback's important, so please rate and review. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. Keep the malort cold. Or the lager cold. Yeah. Can't wait for that lager. Yeah, that sounds great.